This is the Alpaca Podcast for all things alpaca. If you're an owner, a soon-to-be owner, a want-to-be owner, or are just alpaca mad or love the fleece, welcome to the Alpaca Tribe. I'm Steve Hetherington. Hi, Steve here, and welcome to all you lovely alpaca people. This is the Alpaca Tribe. Hope your week is going well. They seem to be galloping by again, and have you noticed the sun has passed its highest point, and the nights are arriving a little earlier, and the mornings are taking a little longer to wake up? I have many favourite times of the year, but now going into fall is one of the best. Still warmth in the sun, without being overpowering. If it's not that for you, I'm sorry. I hope I'm not making you too envious. Which leads me nicely on to what I wanted to talk about. Barn envy. Well, that's not the main subject, but is at least a starting place. I have been some places and seen some lovely barns and facilities. They look so good, so practical, so out of reach. Not what I have at home. And not likely to have any time soon. Take heart. Dreaming is good for you. Though too much envy will stunt your soul. Do you know what I mean? Have you seen something that makes you think, oh, I wish I had one like that? What is it that is catching your attention? Let me suggest at least two things. One, they have something you simply do not have. Like an overhang to the roof creating a dry, sheltered spot outside of the barn or the stable or the shelter area. Light, airy and open. The alpacas would love it and use it. Enough doorways and other access or control points so you can create smaller catch pen areas or have a clear logical workflow or animal flow for managing your alpacas on a checkup, worming or shearing day. Space to bring them all in and an extra bit as a hospital wing. One, they have something you simply do not have. And secondly, what you have is okay, but not quite as good as what you've seen. You can always dream, but you have to run with what you have for now. Make the best of it. Make improvements where you can. Learn for next time. And move house. (laughs) Only if you really have to. It would completely change the list. Is it suitable if I ever moved house again? This is because we are on a journey and things change as we learn, develop and discover possibilities. I was very fortunate to inherit a small stable block. I had to knock a wall down to make enough space in the main part and I'm still trying to invent the perfect animal flow given its shape and size. Perhaps you have... Also experience that? You're trying to get where? Well, I wouldn't start from here if I was you. Hmm. Make do and mend is our general approach, but now and again, you get the chance to start with a clean slate. What would your perfect barn look like? Recently, I had a hay delivery. It was fresh, cut and baled, and rather than put it somewhere and then have to deliver it later... I took delivery of over 50 bales. 
They normally come 20 or 25 at a time, so the hay store was loaded to the roof. Do you know, it does your heart good to see a full hay store, or for that pallet of bagged food to be stacked in and in store, in the shed. Very satisfying. And completely different to how it feels when you can see you're down to your last five. That makes me feel very insecure. The hay my neighbour produces and brings is a quality product and smells amazing. Soft, leafy and minimal foreign matter and weeds. Just what the alpacas love. Occasionally I have to make do with some other more coarse hay, not quite straw but definitely more palatable for horses. Perhaps I have spoilt my alpacas and they've become a fussy lot but from my experience they definitely prefer the soft and leafy hay. On wet days they tend to stay in a bit more and work their way through the hay rack. Happy days. I have shutters over the window openings which allow me to kill the north wind from trying to whistle its way through the stable. It also stops the driving rain soaking the floor. How does it do that? Horizontal rain, I guess. I sometimes look at the number of alpacas and the floor space in the stable and wonder how they all manage to fit in. They make allowances, I guess, and certainly are happy to sit closer to their friends. Sometimes that's because they're related, but not always. It always surprises me how these differing relationships develop. They will share a feed bucket, trough or corner of the stable with one alpaca, but not another one. No way. As long as there is sufficient space both for feeding and for cushing down, you can avoid the fractious tiffs and huffing and spitting fests. I have light and water supplies in my stable, an essential in my experience, but not possible in the field shelters where I have to make do with a thousand litre caged plastic tank catching rainwater and portable LED torches with magnets to attach to walls or ceilings in an emergency. There are a variety of field shelters on the market and I've heard many of them will simply not get used by the alpacas. They don't like a dark cave. What might be in there? Or somewhere they can't see out easily? What might be out there? I have found solid bottom panels combined with some of the upper walls done as Yorkshire boarding, or the hit-and-miss boards. Find those to be best. It breaks the howling gale and provides light and visibility both in and out. A secure food store added onto the end makes transporting and storing feed an easier task too. Having a wide enough opening prevents one animal bossing the access and allows for fitting a gate to be able to close them in for inspection, treatment or temporary hospitalising. Just make sure they can't make you run around and around the shelter if you're trying to move them in on your own. Put it near a corner so you can work them along a fence and then into the field shelter and use the gate to close them in. I've got one of each, <laughs> so I know the challenges of trying to do it by yourself. Thinking back to my own stables, though, having secure fixing points allows for shearing space and the tack room allows storage of all that well, essential equipment we seem to accumulate. Where does it all come from? Remember make, do and mend? Let the barn or stable become known by the alpacas as a safe and desirable place 
obviously a balance between feeding there and handling. In our case, first thing in the morning, probably at first light, though I still have to put the infrared camera up to prove that, they move themselves indoors. They sit out all night, and then they come in to sit, eat hay, chew the cud, and await that nice man who brings them breakfast. Do you think he knows about second breakfasts? To quote Lord of the Rings. A good barn or stable is a great tool to have when you're keeping alpacas. But you can manage without a palace if you apply a bit of ingenuity and flexibility. And remember now, do not covet thy neighbour's alpaca barn. Have a great rest of the week and hope to catch up with you next time round. If you've got any questions or comments, drop me a line or leave me a voice message using the button on the website. I'm Steve Hetherington, and this is the Alpaca Tribe. Have a great day.